This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It's Friday. Hooray, it's Friday. Today is Friday. Hello and all that other good stuff. Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is finally Friday, May the 26th, 2023. And I was reminded by a good friend yesterday of the old Rowan and Martin Laugh-In comedy series where they gave the Flying Fickle Finger of Fate award to some company, person, or organization, or governmental entity that did something really stupid. So today I decided to bring back a small piece of Americana to the Truth Hurts program. Well, once again, folks, it's time for that suspenseful moment when we find out who gets the Flying Fickle Finger of Fate Award. And pray tell who gets the daring, delightful, darling, darting, digitus, derringer this time. The fun folks at the Pentagon who approve the projects and spend the money for our military defense program. Oh, you've got to be careful. Remember those five sides to every story at the Pentagon. That's true, but according to an article in Newsweek, the poor babies have been forced to scrap a few of their pet projects. Well, maybe they could save us a few dollars. Well, yes, they could. And no, they didn't. Uh Yes, it appears that those charged with the trillions of dollars given to the Pentagon over the past decades can't seem to figure out the basic accounting. If I give you one widget, you should put a one in the one widget column. If I give you ten widgets, you should put ten widgets in the widget quantity column. But the Pentagon says that they cannot account for hundreds of thousands of spare parts worth millions of dollars stored worldwide for the U.S. and our allies that use the costliest weapon available the fabled F-35 jet. According to congressional auditors, the Government Accountability Office offers a concrete current example of the material weaknesses in the Pentagon's financial management system. This has resulted in the military's failure to pass a department-wide audit for the fifth consecutive year, according to the review that was released on Tuesday. Unlike scores of GAO reports and other assessments that analyze the fighter jet's costs, the schedule, the flying performance, and other items, this new audit delved into the more mundane and largely invisible work of the supporting folks who maintain those aircrafts, once it's delivered to international customers, of course. 
the operation and support bill for the F-35 will reach an estimated $1.4 trillion through calendar year 2088. Allies don't own the parts, but they tap into our Defense Department's worldwide pool of spare parts, which include, ready for this, complete engines, landing gears, tires, wings, body parts, screws, bolts, nuts, seats, and other fasteners. The Pentagon's F-35 program does not maintain any accountability over the parts, the total value of which is unknown, according to the GAO. The parts are held at more than 50 locations worldwide, including subcontractor facilities, domestic and international military bases, and even facilities managed by foreign partners in the F-35 program supply chain. Some are located at Defense Logistics Agency warehouses, but nobody knows what parts are there, how much they cost, and who, who's getting these parts. Why couldn't someone start today by ordering, I don't know, a plane body, and then a couple of plane engines, then maybe a cockpit navigational electronics setup? Why not an ejector seat? How about some sensitive radar equipment? What about some tires and landing gears? Why can't these people simply just put together entire F-35s out of spare parts? The answer is, nobody knows. And this could actually be happening right now under our very noses. Because the F-35 parts issue is emblematic of the Pentagon's chronic failure to succeed in conducting a department-wide audit. That's not Steve Z saying this on the Truth Hurts program. This is a direct quote from the Government Accounting Office. It says, there is a lack of accountability over the global spare pool and it affects its ability to resolve the material weakness related to the entire F-35 program as well as other Department of Defense material weaknesses. The Pentagon's F-35 program office says that although it agrees with the GAO's recommendations for improvement, it is, quote, important for the American people and our global partners to understand that we know where the vast majority of these F-35 spare parts are in the global supply chain, and that we will continue to work with services to improve accountability and drive readiness improvements. That's a lot of word salad to tell us we don't know where everything is, we have no operational control over it, and the Biden administration is not doing anything whatsoever to correct these major flaws that could be simply arming our enemies one spare part at a time. The Fickle Finger of Fate Award to the U.S. Pentagon. This is the Truth Hurts Program. There's an article in the Independent News website today. Asir Fatajer writes, BLM, the bowel movement, on the verge of bankruptcy. Conservatives rejoice after proving themselves 100% correct. The controversial topic of the BLM movement in its entirety, the money that they receive as donations, well, it's all now crumbling around their feet. Initially, the movement began from what some people thought was a noble cause, due to black Americans claiming that they received discrimination here in the United States from every aspect of their lives. We all know that that is a manufactured, made-up series of lies. The discrimination is not unfounded. An unfortunate scene because no one should receive horrible treatment in America, right? 
According to this article, conservative Americans, black or white, are calling the bluff on BLM. According to the New York Post, recent tax documents show the BLM Global Network Foundation of the Black Lives Matter movement concluded the fiscal year with an $8.5 million deficit. In other words, give a bunch of people who don't know anything a whole bunch of money, and they think they have a whole lot more, and they spend wildly and recklessly, and they don't account for their money or their actions, and then when the truth comes out that they are really just a race-baiting organization, the money funded to them starts to dry up, but they still want to drive the fancy cars and live in the fancy mansions and have all the bling bling and go to the fancy parties and the nice concerts and do all those things because they're spending money they did not earn wildly. And when the spigot runs dry, they go belly up and beg the bankruptcy courts to bail them out. The only black person who ever benefited from the bowel movement, the BLM movement, was Patrice Cullors and her immediate family. Do you honestly think the criminal thug animal George Floyd's family benefited from the bowel, uh, Black Lives Matter movement? You're deluding yourselves. Good riddance to the terrorist organization known as the BM movement. CNN hit Joe Biden with some horrible news, admitting in a poll that over 66% of the nation's population calls a potential 2024 victory of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris a potential disaster and claims it will be a setback for the nation. According to an article on Fox News, Joe Wolfson writes, CNN delivered, quote, horrible news, unquote, for President Biden as the network's latest polling offered a grim forecast ahead of Biden's 2024 re-election bid. The poll released Thursday shows that a whopping 66 plus percent of Americans view a Biden victory in the upcoming presidential election either a disaster or a setback for the United States. CNN anchor Jake Tapper must think his job is on the line and perhaps he's already job shopping for a future employment at News Nation or Newsmax or even Fox because even Jake Tapper is now bashing gropey Joe Biden. He said, quote, horrible news, horrible for Joe Biden. Those are some bad numbers. CNN's own political director, Dave Chalian, provided the analysis of the poll which shows that 41% of Americans specifically called a Biden win a disaster, a slightly better figure than the 44% who said the same about Trump. However, 26% of Americans viewed Biden a setback if he wins. Only 12% said the same about a potential Trump win. Both Donald Trump and Joe Biden were tied at 27% amongst those who called each of their wins a step forward but Trump holds a 10-point lead over those who would call a Trump victory a triumph. Trump's hardcore supporters are more into him than perhaps Biden's hardcore supporters are into gropey Joe. It's worse for Biden, but for both of them, most American people think electing either of them would be a disaster or a setback because it is not the election that people want. Meanwhile, Ron DeSantis officially opened his presidential campaign yesterday announcing 
that he is officially running for president in 2024. Well, my friends, he managed to raise $8.8 million in the short 24-hour period following his announcement. My friends, this could be good news for Mr. DeSantis, who seeks to unseat Mr. Trump as the frontrunner and the nominee from the Republican Party. Meanwhile, down in Florida, DeSantis's home state, illegal trespassing, law-breaking criminal migrants are now saying they may have to flee the state of Florida. They are saying that Ron DeSantis's decisions are harmful to illegal, I'm sorry, undocumented immigrants. You see, in Florida, agricultural workers, you know, those who pick your maters, your cucumbers, and all of the other fruits and veggies that you eat, most of those people are illegal immigrants, undocumented migrants who got to this country unlawfully, illegally, criminally, trespassing into the nation. Now listen, folks, I enjoy a cheap lettuce and tomato and cucumber salad just like you guys do. But what is the true cost of having all of these illegal immigrants in the United States of America? New state laws will take effect in July and immigrant workers in Florida are in a panic. That's right. They might have to actually obey a law. Can you imagine such a thing? Oh my God, we're going to have to follow the law? According to Florida, there are almost 850,000 illegal immigrants in the state currently working, and many of them work in the agriculture and construction businesses. And they say they're really needed because other low intelligence, low education, unskilled workers simply don't want to work anymore. And why should they? Because Joe Biden gives all kinds of freebies and benefits and government programs to lawful, legal, lazy minority citizens who refuse to work. So somebody's got to pick them maters. Somebody's got to nail those shingles in place. And since the low-skilled, uneducated, underserved black and brown-skinned minorities that are here legally are now refusing to work because they would rather sit home on subsistence-level government living, somebody's got to do it. Or we're going to start paying a whole lot more for the things we enjoy. You know, like a leak-proof roof, like a nice garden salad. Many of the law-breaking, criminal, illegal, trespassing migrants are beginning to leave the state of Florida because they fear the crackdown of Ron DeSantis' new in-state immigration laws. And this could be leading to worker shortages in agriculture and in construction throughout the Sunshine State. Many people are concerned, but none more so than those who advocate for the law-breaking criminal trespassers who are here illegally. It is what it is, folks. Biden has already caused massive record-setting 41-year high inflation. Perhaps a little more inflation is in order as we get rid of those who suck from our system, take from our coffers, and do absolutely nothing to contribute to the tax base. This is the Truth Hurts Program. It seems like we can't do a Truth Hurts program these days without mentioning Bud Light. According to Newsweek, Matt Impelli says Bud Light boycott sends customers flocking to a new 
conservative marketplace. Listen up, My Truth Hurts program listeners. A new woke, free online marketplace is targeting conservatives amid calls for boycotts against woke companies like Bud Light, Disney, North Face, and other brands over the LGBTQ plus items that will be going on sale in just a couple of days at the beginning of what they call Pride Season. That's gay pride season, lesbian pride season, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, transgender, you name it, pride season. Over the past few weeks, Public SQ, which stands for Public Square, Public SQ, P-U-B-L-I-C-S-Q, an online marketplace that promotes businesses with conservative values is now calling for supporters to begin using their website. Why? They offer alternatives to woke companies that have been embracing the transgender aberrant lifestyle, drag queens, lesbians, queers, you name it. Boycotts have caused some companies to start walking back support for pride, but Public Square, Public SQ, has seen a 30% growth in the last three weeks. Michael Seifert is the founder and CEO of Public SQ, he told Newsweek, quote, After Bud Light announced what they were doing in this partnership with Dylan Mulvaney, we saw beer searches on our platform skyrocket over 800%. So we've had a very serious increase in direct searches for the alternatives to the brands that are currently conducting this, what we really call displays of progressive activism, unquote. Many people are calling for the boycott of Target, after claims that the company was selling tuck-friendly bathing suits for children in their 2023 Pride season collection. Now, if you don't know what tuck-friendly is, T-U-C-K, friendly, that's where you get a little boy's bathing suit with a little insert where he can tuck his little penis back into his butt crack and pretend to be a girl. And these are offered for children as young as three years of age. If anyone ever told someone's little boy, oh, he would make a cute little girl, and the whack job, nut job parent of that little boy said, oh, I bet he would. Let's tuck his little wiener in underneath and potentially damage anything internally by doing such a tuck. But he would look good as a girl, so let's dress little Johnny up to be little Jenny. You sick, twisted freaks. As I said, many people are calling for boycotts of companies like Bud Light, Disney, and Target. Seifert says the since the Target debacle, Public Square has seen over 50,000 new consumer membership accounts created. 50,000 new consumer membership accounts created. The boycott of Bud Light was initially led by different conservative voices who disagreed with the brand's decision to partner with a boy pretending to be a girl, Dylan Mulvaney. Musician Kid Rock was seen firing guns at several cases of Bud Light, and the boycott resulted in a massive decrease in sales and a major drop in the stock price of Anheuser-Busch. InBev Anheuser-Busch CEO told shareholders this was the result of one can. It was not a made-for-production issue. It was not for sale to the general public. It was one post, not a formal campaign or advertisement. Of course not. Of course it wasn't. Had that program, however, gone over 
really well, they'd be celebrating it right now. But now they're in denial. They're in what I call crawfish mode, where they crawfish backwards, backpedal, and do everything they can to deny. Conservative voices also call for boycotts of Target for related items in its 2023 Pride season collection. One of the collection's designers was branded as Satanist. Others criticized the items focused on children. That's right, children. Public SQ has been promoted by some prominent Republicans, like Donald Trump Jr. and former Arizona Senate candidate Blake Masters. Trump Jr. told the Daily Mail about public SQ, saying, People need to stop giving money to businesses that hate them. We aren't going to defeat woke corporations by whining on Twitter. He's urging people to look up public SQ, and I'm urging you to do the same. In February, the company announced plans to go public following a special purpose acquisition by the Columbia Acquisition Group. Public SQ has a vetting system for adding new companies to their marketplace, including a team of researchers who look into how the companies align with their conservative values. Seifert says that businesses which promote gender ideology to children as well as using affirmative action in hiring practices while they attempt to reach consumers goes against Public SQ's core values. We have a lot of language in some of our different terms that speak to our need for businesses to not highlight any certain specific gender ideology as part of their businesses displays, advertising, corporate donations, etc. They are somewhat of a new business in the field of online marketplaces, but Seifert says he hopes to one day be a platform that rivals that of progressive liberal woke Amazon.com. And we do say as a marketplace, we are certainly pro-life, pro-family, and pro-freedom. Public SQ continues to urge supporters to use their platform instead of others like Target. Seifert says he has seen a spectrum of new customers searching for companies that align with their current conservative values. And I agree. We need to make sure that those who go woke go broke. According to Seifert, some consumers have fully transitioned to using only the public SQ for their shopping, and others have said, I started with a cup of coffee from a coffee shop listed on their directory, and that's a great place to start, and I will be excited to finally begin to use more companies on their list. There's really a journey towards patriotic pro-family values in the marketplace that for some people looks more expedited than others. I say at Public Square, they really try to celebrate any move towards the traditional, conservative, family values that made this nation special. Check them out, folks. Public SQ. Look them up on the web. If you can utilize conservative value companies instead of woke ones, maybe we'll begin to send a message through the wallets of the massive industries out there who decide to go woke. Maybe we can help them go broke. Meanwhile, in the Democrat-run, ever-darkening city of Memphis, Tennessee, a drive-by shooting derailed an interview with a Democratic City Council candidate, sending the candidate, the interviewer, and the camera person to the ground as the shocking moment was all caught on camera. According to Fox News' Bailey Hill, Whitehaven community organizer leader Yolanda Cooper Sutton sprang into action as soon as shots rang out, falling to the ground to seek cover 
and calling on the interviewer to do the same. On Thursday, they appeared on Fox News, Fox and Friends First, to recount the chilling incident and how her instinct took over at the critical moment. Yolanda said, I got a call to do an interview and they wanted us to talk about crime and gun crime and solution that is now arising with citizen and the current administration and what my thoughts were around it. I had no idea that we would be in the middle of a actual drive-by shooting. In that moment, I knew it was gunshot. I knew that it was immediately I had to get down because a moving target is a hit target every time and not sure where the bullets were coming from. I knew there were bullets and my instinct immediately was to hit the ground and so I did. The drive-by shooting took place near a playground on Tuesday. Cooper Sutton was spelling her name on camera for the interview when the gunfire erupted and she hit the ground. She said to the individual doing the interview, get down, just stay down and get down. It's okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just stay down and get down. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers us. Thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, right. We should be all right. She said it was just instinct to know to duck and cover calmly in hopes of avoiding being shot. She said, this is something very common around Memphis. You can be riding down the highway, the interstate, anywhere and gunshots. I can't really tell you. I just know in that moment and you play this moment over and over and over again in your head because we do live in the city like we do right now and increasing gun violence and a drive-by at any moment, anything can happen. You prepare yourself mentally. Should we be in the act or ready to continue in that mode? No, but this is where we is right now. According to the Memphis Crime Commission, a nonprofit dedicated to ensuring public safety, the overall crime rate in Memphis, Shelby County proper, has surged 17% more this year under Joe Biden than it had even surged last year under Joe Biden. This comes as major violent crime has spiked 5.4%. Property crimes have surged 42% in the Democrat-run city. Despite the surging violence, Yolanda says that she knew they would be okay as long as she leaned on their faith. She says she leaned on God for every breath during the horrifying incident. She said, I know if I call on the name of the Lord that we would be okay. And that was my faith. No matter what the situation was or what the circumstance and what was going on at the time, I knew that when I call on the great name, our Lord Jesus Christ, we would be okay. Well, I applaud you for your faith, Yolanda, but you, well, let's just say, are living in a Democrat-run, crappy city. And what can you do about it? My three strikes rule obviously will never be adopted. We'll talk about that and more on the next edition of the Truth Hurts program, because it appears, my friends, that we have run out of time for this one. It is Memorial Day weekend, so please go out there and honor the memory of those who served in our military, especially those who died in the line of duty. If you see a veteran, thank a veteran. Go out there and make it a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now. Hi there, neighbor. I see you finally broke down and bought a shiny new car. What is it? This is the all-new for 22 Shadu Regret. Regret? How do you spell Regret? R-E-G-R-E-T. I think it's French. No, my friend. 
R-E-G-R-E-T spells regret. By the way, isn't that car from the same brand that brought you the Shandu Democrat electric car and the Shandu It Takes a Village wagon? I heard those vehicles were total garbage. Yes, they actually were. Just like the original Kia cars were total garbage before Hyundai bought them and bailed them out, and now they're a quality car maker. The salesman said, Shandu is coming along just fine. Problem is, Kias, like most car companies, still rely on evil fossil fuels to operate. My all-new for 22 Shandu Regret is an all-electric, no-gas, no-diesel vehicle, so it's great for the environment. But it's made from 100% plastic. Yep, lightweight, and crashes mean you'll just bounce off the other cars. Sounds pretty safe to me. It's pretty smart, the salesman said. And again, no petroleum, ever. But neighbor, plastic is petroleum. 100% petroleum. And the electricity you use to run that little plastic play toy is generated at the local utility company. Using what? 100% oil, which is 100% petroleum. Wow, I had no idea. That guy at the Biden Motors dealership didn't tell me about all that. I think I got screwed. Of course you did. Didn't the name Biden Motors give you fair warning? You just got screwed by another Democrat. Come see all the Shandu line at the Biden Motors dealership near you. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved.